Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Hey, greetings, everyone. And yes, as you all know that follow me and join me, what do I always say? It's my favorite time of the week because it is. I was just sharing with my lovely guest, although I may have had a long day dealing with my nine to five, when it gets to this part of my Tuesday, energy just rises because I love, I love, love, love doing this. So this is your girl, Linda Talaferro from the Tea, the Extra Effort, and this is Being Brown at Work Live. And I have, I'm so excited. When I started following this woman on social media, seeing all her posts, all her nuggets of information, valuable education she offers, I thought I have to have her as a guest. And when I reached out, she said, yes. So, you know, when by the time this session is done, you're going to understand why I had to have Lisa Medley as a guest. So let me introduce you all to this fabulous woman. Lisa Medley is an ICF and board certified executive and leadership coach dedicated to helping Black professional women accelerate their careers, build resilience. You guys know that was my word of the year last year and gain more influence through confident leadership. As one of the only 24 people in the United States to hold a Master of Science in Executive Coaching, Lisa is recognized as an expert in leadership development. Using a combination of strength-based solution focus and cognitive behavioral coaching, she activates fundamental shifts in her client's way of thinking, feeling, and behaving. See, now you all know, this is why I connected with her, because you know I'm all about mindset. And I do, as you guys understand, which is why I call this being brown at work, it is about being. It's about being. As a result, her clients become better, stronger leaders who make significant contributions to the growth and effectiveness of their organization. For more than a decade, Lisa has worked globally to transform diverse talent in education, secondary and tertiary, Fortune 100 financial services companies, e-commerce, and technology. A sample of her executive coaching client portfolio includes, okay, pay attention, Black Enterprise, Bright House Financial, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, City of Charlotte, Jelwen, Queen's University of Charlotte, and Train Technologies. Lisa is a graduate of Converse University and the McColl School of Business at Queen's University of Charlotte. She's a member of the MS Talent and Organization Development Board of Advisors for Queen's University of Charlotte. 
She has received specialized training for diverse leaders from UCLA Anderson School of Management, and she is certified in emotional intelligence, as well as 360 feedback, the workplace big five and ADAPT 15 assessments. Lisa is also an active speaker who has presented to the National Association for African-American Human Resource Professionals, the National Organization of Minority Architects, the American Institute of Architects Civic Leadership Program, and the International Coach Federation. Lisa, welcome to Being Brown at Work Live. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Linda. So good to be here. I'm so excited. Oh, I am too. I am too. And the topic, you know, when we when we met and had the discovery call and we were talking about what we would share in our session together, as we both agreed, this topic couldn't be more appropriate, couldn't be more important. And, and it's quite a challenge still for everyone, which is why I had to have you on to help people Get on the other side of this, hopefully, because you have, correct? You had the same challenge. Absolutely. Self-advocacy was a challenge, I don't know, for the for the first, I don't know how many years, maybe four or five years um, in my, well, in my corporate career. Um, uh-huh. You know, just being intimidated by hierarchy and titles and, you know, <laughs> You know, people take ownership of their spaces and, you know, they're territorial and, you know, um, so it's just intimidating coming from external. You know, I worked for uh, Wells Fargo Mm -hmm. or that it was nonprofit. So I'm coming from this little small space in nonprofit to this big corporation where egos are everywhere. And that's no knock on the organization, but it is what it is. And so. Yeah, I had my own challenges with it and and thank God got through it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So so Lisa, when when you reflect on, you know, that time when you were in the nonprofit space and then the for-profit space, was there something that you found that was kind of foundational in the challenge that you were having with self-advocacy? Was there something like a common thread of you know, anything that was really kind of probably the, you say the root cause of the number one thing that was holding you back from advocating for yourself. Yeah. I didn't know my worth. Wow. There yep. you are. Yes. Yep. That's the root of it. You know, um, Linda, when I, even in, in, in nonprofit, so a, a very small tidbit of my background and story, so to speak, Yes. Um, I am a mother of five. And during the time that I transitioned from, well, I transitioned into nonprofit and then corporate, um, I had a divorce happening. Uh All of my children were eight and under. So they were like little ducks, one one behind the other. I only had a high school diploma when my husband left. Mm. So I had no college education. I made $9 an hour. Um, I didn't feel real good about myself. Mm. So um, I went back to school. I earned my undergraduate degree. I was about 33 at that time. And I'm going into a space that I'd never worked in before. You know, um, I was Uh managing a million dollar grant. And I was great with people, 
you know, just building relationships. And um, I love to love on people. So that part was easy. Uh, but sitting at the table, board meetings, um, I had meetings with the, the mayor, um, meetings mm. with the officials. I just thought these people are so much smarter than me and they just know so much more than me. And what am I doing here? You know, mm-hmm. so I, just didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't have a, a, a good sense of self-worth. Yeah. 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 And I will tell you, I mean, your story resonates with me. I, you know, similar story uh, rooted in when I grew up and broken home and, you know, didn't questioning Mm -hmm. myself, had a lazy eye, had all these other Mm -hmm. things that really just, as I share all the time with with people that follow me, who you are personally is who you are professionally. There is no difference. And just like all of those things that were happening to you in your life personally, it caused you some introspective challenges, right? When you looked in the mirror, you didn't see anything of value. I remember feeling the exact same way through those growing those growing years in my household. And then when I went through a divorce, it's very similar. And, and that is, I think that's the common thread with a lot of us, right? And we, we tend not to make that connection. Therefore, we're wondering, okay, what's the big deal with self-advocacy? Why does it, why does it matter? And so Lisa, you know, share with the people that have joined us live and, and those of you maybe catching this on the replay, why is the mindset shift important such that you can self-advocate? Why is it why does it even matter? Yeah, so your mindset matters. <laughs> and I love what you said. Where I usually tell my clients, wherever you are, there you go. There so, you go. Yes. <laughs> you can't, there's no switch. I'm walking in the room and, you know, walking in the door at home and I become something different that, that, that doesn't happen. No, wherever you are, there you go. There Um, you go. Yes. Mindset is so critical um, because much of how we think, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about our abilities, uh, what we what the stories we tell ourselves mm-hmm. all can, can undermine your performance. It can yes. undermine your ability to show up strong. Yes, you yes, yes. How to show up strong. This this is, is serious out here, folks. I mean, people it ain't no joke. Competitive, it's no joke. And you know, my clients, I'm sure your clients, people who are listening, you want to advance. You want to be paid your worth. You want to get ahead. You want to accomplish things. A home, a car, children, family, whatever the case. Um, You have got to compete for it. Nobody's going to give you anything. Especially when you're a black woman. Absolutely. They're not going to give it to you. You got to work for it. Right. That's right. And right along with hard work. You got to know and understand in your mind what you're capable of and be ready to stand on it and speak on it. Yes. There you go, Lisa. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Lisa, what would you say to someone? Cause you know, they're out here, they're listening to us and they're saying, you know, okay, Lisa, you've been there, done that. Linda, mm-hmm. you've been there, done that. So, mm-hmm. you know, easy for you to say, um, you know, I, I was always told, 
This might be what they're thinking. I was always told, oh, you don't toot your own horn. You know, you shouldn't be out here being conceited, talking about yourself. You know, that's conceit. That's not, you know, that's not a value. Uh, bragging. What, what would you say to those individuals that when they hear self-advocacy, they equate it to what I just said? What would it you say to them? bragging if it's true. Boom. <laughs> it is not bragging if it is true. If it's and if true. you don't toot your own horn, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? You have right. got to have your own back. You've got to yes. be willing to speak up. Self-advocacy is standing up for yourself. That's in yes. the workplace. It can be in the home. It can be in the community. Self-advocacy is, is a skill and a habit that needs to form. And, yes. and, and you need to leverage it often. Exactly. I love what you just said. That's a nugget. I need to, I'm going to make sure we hashtag that or something. It ain't bragging if it's true. And what I often tell my clients is, why do you allow someone else to write your narrative? Mm, You, you control the narrative. Who knows yourself better than you? But it starts though, Lisa, what you just shared, it starts with understanding, knowing, and I would add believing in your worth. Right. It starts with what you just shared in the beginning. But mm-hmm. I love what you shared. But it's not bragging if it's true. It's not, it's not at all. And we we need to be responsible in control of the narrative's written. You don't leave it for someone else to write for you. No, because they're not going to tell it the right way. They will not. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Look, <laughs> they're not going to write because, OK, I got to fold this in because it's all over your shirt. They're not going to write it in the they're not going to write it in the right way because they don't want to do what your shirt this is. They don't want to allow you to belong. They don't want you on the call. They don't want you in the room. And what does it say at they the end? They don't want you at the table. They don't want you at the table. <laughs> exactly. Nope. Exactly. They don't want you at the table. They don't want you at the table, but it's the exact opposite, right? We belong in the room, on the call, and at the table, all of that. Mm-hmm. And we get there. One very strong way is through self-advocacy. Yep. Hey, so Lisa, could you, you know, as you reflect on your experience personally of, of really strengthening that muscle of advocacy and now how you help your clients. Give us, give us some idea of what the methodology or the steps would be. Yeah. So one of the things I think is really important when it comes to self-advocacy and, and frankly, quite a few other uh, competencies is strong relationships. Mm-hmm. I have, and I believe you would gain a comfort level, a different comfort level when you get to know the people you're talking to. Mm. This isn't always possible, right? right? But imagine if you had relationships with key leaders, mm-hmm. your peers, um, uh, stakeholders, customers, clients, um, those relationships sort of bridge the gap between um, this fear, you know, yeah. it takes 
away some of the unknown yes, the barrier yes. that's in the in the way. Um, yes, you may feel more comfortable removing that mask that <laughs> many of us wear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, getting to know people on a personal level and just building. That doesn't mean you have to tell everybody about everything. Uh, build relationships in your own way, but yes. but trust me, relationships are really important when it comes to self advocacy and, frankly, career growth in general. Right. So, so that's one of the things. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that, Lisa and Larissa. I'm glad you joined us live too, and Barrington is with us too, Lisa. At least I'm sure there's more out there, but those two sent us messages just now. One on Facebook, one on LinkedIn. But yes, you know, Lisa, you're absolutely right. And and what I have found, I know in my career when I've had those relationships, is yes, I self advocate, but I'm not always in the room. So if I'm right. not in the room that person or persons that I have relationships with can advocate on my behalf when I'm not in the room. Yes. Yes. So critical. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. And and how would you recommend that a person goes about establishing those relationships? Well, now this is where it kind of leads into my um, second point here. Mm -hmm. You got to have your finger on the pulse of the organization. So Mm, you got to be, present and aware enough to know who you need to be connected with and why, Mm. right? Um, You don't want to waste time and energy. And I I shouldn't use the word waste time, but, but really time and energy, putting yourself in front of folks who, you know, at the end of the day, it's not going to further your goal. And by the way, you got to be clear on your goals. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you just gotta, can't be willy-nilly out here. No, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But but have your finger on the pulse. Know who you need to uh sort of be connected with and why. And mm-hmm. then in in just a very natural way, put yourself out there. Hey Linda, I uh attended your meeting uh last week. I really love the way you presented some of that information. And one of the things I'm challenged with, Linda, is really giving a strong presentation, specifically when I close the presentation. Mm. Any chance you'd be willing to, you know, connect with me and kind of walk me through some of the steps you've taken to, you know, just I love that natural, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Now, Linda gets to say yes or no, right? She gets sure. to decide whether she wants to uh, work with me or not. But that's a very non-threatening, genuine approach. Um, you know, you're clear about what you need her for, why you want to talk to her, what you observed, right? Yep. Um, and then take it from there. That's yeah. just an example. No, I, I love the example. Loretha does too. And I have found that, you know, people tend to like to talk about themselves and and are a little bit flattered when you see a strength, right? And and that you you believe you can learn from them. Barrington says here, I've learned that relationships are critical. Lisa's right. Knowing who you need to be connected with and why. I'm still working on getting my name known. Absolutely, Barrington. Keep working at it too. Keep working, Barrington. Keep working. Keep working. As long as you set that intention, it's going to happen. Just Absolutely. let it happen and let it be natural and be authentic about it. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Authenticity is everything. 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 
everything. So what other steps, Lisa, would you share with our with our audience? Yeah, so scope your competition. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. It's really important to know not just who you need to be connected with and why. It's important to know who you're competing against so that you can call out your difference. You need to differentiate yourself. So if Linda and I are both coaches, we both focus on Black women and we're both yes. very good at what we do. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> but but if, if, if she and I were in the same space and spent a lot of time together, we would understand the differences yes. in our approaches. Yes. It's the reason Absolutely. why one person might choose her as a coach over me. Yes. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. differentiating skill sets, approaches, exactly. and such. So does your competition in the workplace. Wow. Get to know these folks, not necessarily on a personal level this time, but for, mm-hmm. for the quality or lack of, of mm-hmm. what they do. What are they good at and how is it different? So that you can then tell that story that Linda talked about. That's yes. become part of your narrative. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Lisa, that was so good. That was so good. Differentiation is critical. Why, why choose to your point uh, instead of me? What? And that's back to the why part. I love how you're connecting all of these as well, but the differentiation is everything. You have got to look left and look to your right and know who is advocating jockeying for the same seat, the same space, the same initiative, the same leadership opportunity, whatever it might be. That, oh my God, that was everything. One of the stories I love to fall back on um, when it comes to being, you know, this differentiating piece. Yeah. I don't know who out there has seen uh, Pursuit of Happiness. And I know it, you know, years, it's an old movie. Love it. Love it. Love it. But when Will Smith's character, I can't, Chris Gardner, uh, when yes, he was it. in uh, the running to, you know, get hired, if you recall, he learned how to, you know, drop a digit or not hang up. Yeah. He saved yeah. himself seconds by doing different things that he saw other people weren't other doing. Other people do. Right. I remember that. To, to outperform these folks, right? Yes. And, and even in the scene where his wife was furious about, what do you mean you're going to take a job with no pay? What are you going to do? He said, I'm going to stand out in my program. Yes. That's what you have to do. Stand out in your program. Oh my gosh, Lisa, that's an Awesome analogy and example, because that I I as you were talking about it, I distinctly could see the scenes in my head, and that's yes. exactly what he did. That's exactly yep. what he did, and he yep. differentiated himself. Yes. Absolutely so. Walked Absolutely away. so. Walked away with he, the job. He sure did. <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. He sure did. Well, we're going to be closing up here in a few minutes, Lisa. Are there some additional uh, nuggets, additional things you want to make sure that um, that you leave this audience with? Yeah. So I'd say, you know, work on your confidence. Um, 
it's one of the things that I find in my work uh, with uh, black and brown people. Um, one of the things, the common threads for us is confidence. And it's not, that's not yeah. to say we don't have self-esteem. That's a very, mm. very different, right? Excellent point. Yes. Right. You can believe and, and have self-esteem, right? Yes. Um, but, but it takes courage and it takes confidence. And remember, one of the things, um, courage precedes confidence. So yes, it does. You, you first have to be courageous and make a courageous decision or make a courageous choice. Right. And that leads mm -hmm. to confidence. Mm -hmm, so it's mm -hmm, one of mm -hmm. those do it afraid kind of things. Mm -hmm. if you're in meetings. Speak up. If someone cuts you off, very politely say, pardon me, Linda, I wasn't quite finished. Just finished. Just <laughs> one, you know, don't, yes, yes. Um, it, that's self-advocacy. Yes, it is. Right. I um, love it. Yes, yes. You can't allow, um, if, if someone takes your point and tries to make it their own, Agree with them. Absolutely, Linda. That is exact. That was exactly my point. Thank but, you for <laughs> amplifying what I just said. <laughs> right? Yes, Lisa. These are things yes. that happen in the workplace all yes, the do. time. Yes, right? they do. Yes, they do. So, but those things take courage because yeah. um, if if you're anything like me or anything like I was, that voice in my head would say, mm. you know, I don't mm -hmm. want to be the angry black woman or I don't want to, <laughs> you know, cause a scene or I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Ruffle yeah. them. Ruffle them. Yes, ma'am. Professionally. Them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. continue to work on your confidence. Uh, remember the strong relationships. It's a must. Mm -hmm. uh, know your worth and take inventory of the things that you are accomplishing and reflect on what you've yes. done. Linda and I were talking right before we went live about uh, either her pro post or mine. Someone commented that yes. she had, you know, accomplished graduate school, I think. And, yeah, I think it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And didn't hang her degrees uh, right. on the wall or put them on a, in a frame or anything like that. Sometimes we can... Be assertive in going after our goals. And, and so we get the job, we get the degree, we get the certification, and we don't stop. Yes. One, to celebrate. Yes, celebrate. Yes. <laughs> celebrate that accomplishment. Yes, yes, and yes. Two, again, brag about it. Shout yourself out, right? Yes. Make yes. a big deal about it and take inventory. I had a woman, had her go through her career, like kind of her um, career journey from yeah. beginning to sort of where she was now. And she came back to me the next time we met and said, you know, I've never taken a look at or thought about all that I have accomplished. Wow. I always thought what I did was ordinary. Well, guess what? It's not. It's not. Not everybody. No, because there's nobody else like you, yes. and not everybody can do what you do the way you do it. Absolutely. So it's not ordinary at all. It's not. Oh my ordinary. gosh. 
Yeah. Wow. So, so, so powerful, Lisa. So absolutely. Absolutely. Every time you look in the mirror, love what you see and celebrate what you see. That, I mean, it's the best you could do for yourself. And yeah. Loretha said, I so needed to hear this today. Loretha, I'm so glad. Oh. I'm glad you were able to join us live. And I'm glad this resonated with you. And anyone else out there, if you're catching this live, and you were a little shy than Larissa and Barrington were, and you didn't put in comments, that's cool. That's fine. If you want to connect with Lisa, you can find her. She's on IG. She's on LinkedIn. Lisa, like me, we're everywhere. So <laughs> you know, type, in, <laughs> type, type Lisa Medley. You will find her. Reach out to her. I am sure she'd be more than happy to help either answer any questions or help you if you're struggling with self-advocacy. You all know how to find me. I appreciate you following. Would love to get your comments if you're watching this live or on the replay. And I'm going to shout it out because I'm, I'm my girl, totally supporter. You want to reach out to Lisa and get that shirt she has on. Okay. <laughs> you definitely want to do yes. that because we belong. We do belong, we belong on the call, in the room, and at and the table. At the table. We just fundamentally belong. Okay. And I want all of y'all to know that that's why you need to get that shirt. Consuela. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here as well. Consuela, get the shirt, connect with either Lisa or I, if you've got more questions around confidence, if you've got questions around uh, advocacy, whether it's in the room, not in the room, building relationships, whatever the pieces are that Lisa gave you and you need more context, reach out. Lisa, it was such an honor. I knew this was going to be the bomb session. I knew it was going to be awesome. I'm so honored that you said yes. Thank you so much for joining I'm so me. honored that you asked me, honey. <laughs> you ain't too shabby yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, dear. I appreciate it. And everyone else, thanks for joining me. Okay, Loretha said, yes, I need that shirt. So Loretha going to be reaching out to you pretty okay, soon. <laughs> Okay, everyone, take care. Until next time. Bye-bye. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.